No game on Monday for the Apple Sox, but we still wanted to have an edition of the podcast. I'm Joel Norman. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Apple Sox podcast. I wanted to play a bit of an in-game interview that I had last week. I in the middle of these series between the Apple Sox and the Kelowna Falcons, I had a chance to catch up with Mason Philly, Apple Sox pitcher who has excelled in a relief role this summer and has been a nice, uh, done a really nice job on this team so far. Started out as the opening day starter, made two starts, and has since uh, primarily been a relief pitcher for Wenatchee. Give a listen. We're joined now in the booth by a different pitcher, not available as a, judged by his attire here, but Mason Philly joining us. Chatted with him a couple of days ago. After he opened up this homestand, tossing the final two innings, Mason, uh, welcome to the broadcast booth again. You've been here a regular at times this this season at home games. Yes, um, let's talk first about what you saw from starting pitcher tonight, Ryan Mullen. We've seen some special stuff from him tonight. I felt like he really had to battle this evening, but I was impressed with the effort he gave. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think Ryan showed that he is, you know, there whenever his team needs him most you know he doesn't back down to a challenge and he it looks like he likes that you know what I mean it seems like you're one of those guys too you like a challenge you like to see when when things get tough you like to see what you have to kind of reach deep and find in yourself would you agree yes sir definitely challenges are always better uh it brings out the best in athletes Evan Canfield in to pitch for the Apple Sox the redshirt freshman at Edmonds Community College making his third appearance of the summer Misses down low for ball one, pitching to C.J. Richmond after a one-out single by Connor Palmera. Apple Sox lead 5 to nothing in the top of the fifth as we're chatting with Mason Philly, Apple Sox reliever, heading into your senior year at the University of Arkansas at Monticello. Runner off first base is Palmera. Canfield fires the ball, swung on hit into left field for a base hit. That'll put runners at first and second with one out here in the fifth inning. Mason, let's talk about you on days when you're not pitching, obviously it's different now that you're a reliever. You're much more available, but tonight you're not available after a lengthy outing on Tuesday. What's it like for you? How do you stay into the game when you know you're not going to be a part of it that night? Uh, just make sure I'm locked in, you know, watching every play, make sure I'm keeping my headmates, uh, teammates' hands heads up. Sorry, got a little time Yeah, that's all right. Um, making sure they're staying locked into the game, and that kind of just helps me stay locked in. You ever hang out much in the bullpen? Sometimes I usually try to stay in the dugout just because I like, I like to make sure the energy's up. So, Canfield fires in ball one to Ibarra, first and second, one out. Apple Sox lead five to nothing, but Cologne at the plate, the top of the fifth inning. It always seems like in these middle innings, more guys kind of make their way out to the bullpen. Uh, obviously, because more guys are going to need to get ready. Right. In situations like this, one zero pitch coming from Canfield, mm. misses inside. Do you guys have, like, a snack bag or anything out there? We hear about that a lot of times at the major league level. They keep a snack bag or something in the bullpen. Do you guys? Yeah, we usually keep the snacks in the clubhouse, but yeah. pitchers usually walk up that hill and get a good handful and come back down. <laughs> Talk, <laughs> talked with first base coach and assistant coach uh, Marcus Lydon a lot about snacks as the 2-0 from Canfield misses down low. First and second for Kelowna, one out, top of the fifth. And Lydon, obviously you don't get experience. That He was telling me about how he has snacks that are ready for himself when he's coaching first base. Sometimes he gives them to the guys. Uh, what's the go-to snack for you down the left field line when you're uh, in the bullpen? Probably some type of gummy sour Thanks. snack, maybe some sour worms or <laughs> warheads or something. <laughs> Just something to chew on, right? Yeah. The 3-0 from Canfield. That's right down Broadway for strike one. Pitching to Jeter Ibarra, one for two tonight, a single in the third inning. Apple Sox reliever Mason Philly joining us. 
I know you and I have talked about it a few times, but for those who probably haven't heard about it, let's talk about your transition from starting pitcher to reliever, basically back of the bullpen arm. As a, It's certainly a change of pace for you. As the 3-1 pitch from Canfield comes in, swung on, hit over towards short, chance for two. Arquette flips to our Hudos for one, the throw to first is in time for an ending double play. We'll continue the discussion with Philly in a moment. Sox get out of the top of the fifth and halfway through this one have a 5-0 lead. Welcome back to Paul Thomas Senior Stadium as we begin the bottom of the fifth inning. Apple Sox able to get out of a jam. Said that a few times here tonight as they were runners at first and second with one out in the fifth inning and they induced an inning-ending double play to retire the side. Mason Philly, Apple Sox pitcher, joining us in the broadcast booth as the Kelowna Falcons go, go to the bullpen. Dylan Barry comes in relief of Brock Keller. Keller went four innings, allowed five runs on eight hits, three walks, and three strikeouts as the Sox face a new pitcher here tonight. Mason, what's that like for you when you're on the bump and your defense is able to kind of pick you up in the way that they did here uh, for Canfield. Runners at first and second, and you just get the right pitch to the right person. What does that mean? Does that fire you up a ton? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's always fun to see double plays get turned. Uh, it kind of feels like a weight's lifted off your back when you know your guys have you. You know, you can make whatever pitch you want, and wherever they hit it, you feel like your guys are going to be there. You're a guy who emotion is is as much a part of your M.O. as, you know, first pitch strikes, I would imagine. But as Andrew hates stepping up to the plate, it's 0-1. Second offering coming to Hayden. He takes wing inside for a ball. What fires you up the most when you're pitching? Is it like a call third strike, a swing and a miss, or is it an inning-ending double play? What's the thing that it happens in an inning and you're just ecstatic, basically? Uh, Definitely ending the inning with a strikeout or maybe, you know, starting the inning with a quick one, two, three strikeout. As Hayden laces a ball past the third baseman Ibarra in the left field for a leadoff single. That extends his hitting streak to seven games. Leadoff man aboard. They'll continue, though, Mason. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, uh, striking a guy out pretty quick in the first at bat or getting a big strikeout when a guy's on first and second or scoring positions. Just big situations and getting out of it. That's what I really like. Uh, like I said, it shows the best out of athletes. So. Runner at first base for Wenatchee as Michael Davini steps up to the plate. 0 for 2 so far tonight. Sox lead 5 to nothing in the bottom of the fifth. The fifth as we're chatting with Apple Sox reliever Mason Philly. So let me ask you about this. You've stepped into this kind of closer role with Wenatchee, and it's certainly different. I think everyone has a different thought on how the ninth inning is. Do you are you are you someone who subscribes to the belief that the three outs in the ninth are the toughest to get? Oh, definitely. And, I mean, if you're a pitcher and you're struggling and aren't throwing very many strikes, those three outs feel like an eternity. Ball one dealt to Davini. To me, I've always been felt, you know, sometimes I think the ball game can be decided in the seventh or eighth. But that's what I like about how you've been used as a closer. You're a guy who can be in and, okay, we're in a spot here in the sixth and we need our guy right now. Or it's a couple nights ago, it's not a save situation, but we need our guy right now. Right. So it's interesting how as Davini laces one foul. I found it really interesting how the, the thoughts on the save situation at the major league level have changed. I think we've seen in more recent years some teams, sometimes their best guy goes when the situation warrants it, whether that's the sixth, the right. eighth. Right. Uh, baseball is a big momentum sport, and whoever holds the momentum is, seems like they're going to win most of the time. And it's all about kind of either seizing momentum or stopping momentum right? in so many ways. And I think that's what I liked about your first appearance of the summer so much is the 1-1 pitch is coming in here in a moment to Davini. Runner at first base. 
No outs. It skips in front of the catcher button. And that wild pitch is going to be enough to move Haight into scoring position. Davini bats with a runner at second base right now. And we are talking about that. Your first outing out of the pen was on June 11th, just over a week after you went two innings in your first start of the year. And I kept remembering that last week. I was asking a couple times the coaching staff, hey, what's what's what with Philly? Is he going to make a start? Is he going to go out of the bullpen? And they kept saying, we have to get him in the right situation out of the pen. And that right situation was a tight ball game, and you went the distance in that game as Davini swings and pops this one foul. Well out of play. Two balls and two strikes to him. No outs. Bottom of the fifth. Apple Sox leading 5 to nothing as Andrew Haight stands off of second base. But in that game for you, one unearned allowed in four innings of relief. I mean, talk to me about how you come up to the mound that day and you're thinking, all right, I'm, you know, I'm coming off a really tough outing. I didn't have my best stuff, but I can get it done here. What was your message to yourself as you're running in from the bullpen that day? Uh, you know, coming in, I try to clear my mind. Don't really think about what happened last time because that's in the past, and you just kind of step out there and know you got your best stuff and go at them. Uh, coach also, when I came out there, told me to be a gangster. So, <laughs> to be a gangster out there. Yeah. Okay. Is that something for you where it's just like you have to, not, I don't mean it like in a, that way, have right. to. It's a type of thing where you're saying, I have to be as confident as possible. Right. Uh, co- yeah, definitely confidence is a big key for me. Um, you know, sometimes you have to fake it, but if you believe in yourself and you believe in the stuff you're making up, then it is true. Ball one to Grant Sherrod after Davini struck out. Sherrod Homer to lead off last inning. Scored the fourth run of the ballgame. Five to nothing, Apple Sox now. Haid off of second base. Bats on the right side against the new pitcher. Dylan Barry coming in after Brock Keller tossed the first four. Swing and a miss. Chatting with Mason Philly here on the broadcast. So that game when you came in, you went four and two-thirds out of the pen. I was mistaken. So you enter in the third inning. That was back on June 11th. Did you think when you got the ball, were you thinking, I'm going to go the distance, I'm going to close this out? Yes, I definitely did. I mean, even if Coach didn't really have plans on that, I was going to make sure he knew that that's what I wanted. The 1-1 skips in, clicks off of the leg of Button, and that advances Haight over to third base. Another wild pitch. Moves him 90 feet away. Shared a chance with his second RBI of the game. It's a situation, I think, where you were probably looking on 11th when you're coming in in the middle of that game where it's only a seven-inning ball game. It's only like, I just got to get through the lineup once or twice here. Is that kind of what you thought that day? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I knew if I was going to you know, be efficient in the strike zone that you know, I wouldn't face many guys more than once or twice, and that's pretty much what happened. Grant Sherrod back up to the plate. Runner at third base for the Apple Sox as they lead 5 to nothing. Infield is in. The 2-1 misses. A little low for a ball. It's 3-1. and one. Mason, let's talk about uh, your time with the Weevils here at University of Arkansas at Monticello, which I had to ask you the first mm-hmm. day I met you how to say properly, being someone not from over <laughs> there, of course. But let's talk about your time there. I think the first thought when I look, when people look at your numbers, you see you know, 518 ERA, though, this past year as a junior. However, there's a ton of offense in that conference as Sherrod pops one high in the air to left field. Long run in. Edwards is nearly at second base, able to make the grab. Slips up. Hate Faith coming home, gets held at third. Probably would have ended up scoring since Edwards slipped up, making the catch just behind second base. But there are two down here. Explain to me how, you know, a 518 ERA in that type of conference is pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, most of the guys you know average around a three or a four in our conference unless you're just having a really great year mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, it's an offensive conference. I mean, there's D1 bounce backs that come there every year, can swing it really well, maybe not have the best defensive, you know, glove, but really well at the, at the plate. And you were all conference honorable mention, too. So I think that's extremely worth noting. As Joichiro Oyama steps up, pitch gets away. Hate hesitates halfway down the line, and he will be tagged out. Wasn't sure if he could make it over. He is caught stealing, and the inning comes to an end. Mason Philly joining us. He'll be back for a moment with us as we go to the sixth. When Anchi leads 5 to nothing. We head to the sixth inning. The Apple Sox still have a 5 to nothing lead over the Kelowna Falcons. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined Still here by Mason Philly in the broadcast booth as Evan Canfield heads back out to the rubber. He got the final two outs of the fifth inning and toes the rubber again here in the sixth. Mike Montreza stepping up to the plate to lead things off. Mason, let's talk more about your college time. Obviously, we talked about this when you first got here, tossing a perfect game this past spring. That had to be such a thrill. You're in a situation where because of the COVID year, this will be your fifth year playing right. for the Weevils. Um First off, as Canfield fires on the first pitch, four strike one. First off, how glad are you that you're able to stay there? Because for starters, I don't know how many people realize this, but many universities, because of that additional year of eligibility being granted, they kind of favor the younger classes because they said we kind of need to bring in the right. next wave. What did that mean for you to stay at home, so to speak? I mean, it, it really meant a lot because um, they kept a lot of older guys that year, and so it really – showed that they believed in us, showed that they really thought that we could go out there and win every game just like anybody else. So, 1-1 one, one from Canfield, swung on and fouled away. A, it showed a lot of trust in our coaching staff. I feel like I've noticed at the Division One level, they've almost favored the younger talent. At the Division Two level, it's if we've got vets who've been here four years already, what's another? It's right. kind of what it feels like. Right. Um, have you noticed something similar with other guys? I know Adam Fossil, it's the same thing with him. He's going into his fifth year at Central. Right. And uh, it, it's been a couple weird years of baseball, I mean, or sports in general, I guess. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are still hanging on to the cleats, hoping for the best. And, you know, when it's time to hang them up, it is time. So, Let's talk about what's next for you. Obviously, this is the, the fifth year. Unless you find a way to make a sixth out of it, uh, we'll have to see. But <laughs> right. what, what's what's next for you in a lot of ways after this coming season as Canfield gets a strikeout for the first out of the sixth inning? Uh, you know, I mean, I want to obviously play as long and mm -hmm. as far as I can go. Uh, I mean, and if an opportunity like that comes across, then I'm definitely going to take it. But if I have to hang them up, then I'm – going to try to become a pitching coach and then eventually become a head coach. Mm -hmm. You're from Monticello as well in Arkansas. So take me through that in the in the season as Canfield misses down low in the school year as well. Do you just you live at home with your family? Do you live on campus? How, how does that work for you? Uh, I actually share an apartment with one of my uh, teammates, uh, another pitcher. Second offering from Canfield comes in. That's swung on, hit over towards second. Orohudo's charges, flips to first, and there's two down here in the sixth. Is that kind of nice to get out of that? You love family. You love yeah, being definitely. with them. You know, you also kind of get a little bit of a break as well. Yeah, I mean, it's very nice because, I mean, my family lets me be on my own, let me learn, you know, critical life uh, decisions. Uh, but they're also right down the road, so anytime I miss them, I can just, you know, get in the car and go see them. So yeah. it's nice. So just every once in a while you want to have a, a real meal instead of something yeah, else, definitely, right? Definitely. Yeah, That's always a plus when I can go home and eat. <laughs> what do you make for yourself since you're at an apartment as the first pitch comes in and clips Jariah Lewis? He's able to reach base with two outs. 
What do you make for yourself at school? Because for me, and I'm sure it's the case for some of you guys, just trying to make your own meal could be an adventure at times. Yeah, sometimes it is. And on those times, I usually just go out and yeah. eat something. But usually, <laughs> I mean, like some type of chicken or burgers or it's like some easy pasta. What's been uh, your favorite place to go to here in Wenatchee? Obviously, you told me a few times your host family's made you some stuff too, yeah. but when you're not eating some they've made, wh where are you going out to eat in Wenatchee? Obviously, you don't get a lot of nights to go somewhere, but like, yeah. what's, your, what's your quick go-to spot? Uh, we've been going to Panda quite a bit lately, and so it's pretty good. I like it. Look nice at that. Throw. Little pitch just off the plate. Hate fires over to second and guns down yeah. Lewis to end the inning. We'll go to the bottom of the sixth in a moment. Sox leading 5 to nothing here on the Apple Sox Radio Network. Apple Sox heading into the bottom of the sixth inning with a lead of 5 to nothing against the Kelowna Falcons. Joel Norman alongside Mason Philly, Apple Sox reliever, joining us here in this bottom of the sixth inning. Hey, it's worked out really well defensively so far, so we'll, we'll keep this going here, Mason. Right, right. It's been rolling by. And Joeichiro Oyama leading things off. And the first pitch to him is he shows oh. Bont, pulls back. What's it like watching a guy like him? He just feels like he's an artist at he's the He's electric. Plate. I mean, anytime he puts the barrel on the ball, it's going to be something crazy. His speed is, you know, something I haven't seen probably ever. I mean, he's probably one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. There's certain times I feel like he hits the ball to the right side where it's like, to some people, it looks like a soft ground ball. He swings and pops one third base side in foul territory. Long run over, unable to be caught by Ibarra. The third baseman drops in for a foul ball. There's times he hits over to first. It's a slow roller. People are thinking, oh, he didn't make the right contact. And I keep thinking, oh, that's exactly what he wanted. He yeah. wants to beat that out. Yeah, Joe could definitely beat out a ground ball to first base easily. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Who's been a couple of your favorite teammates so far this season? We talked a little bit before about, you know, you're a month in. You know, you don't know all these guys. There's been new faces since. But who are a couple of guys who you kind of hang out with a lot? Uh, I mean, definitely Xander. Xander was one of the first guys I met. I uh, didn't have a car, so he was one of the guys that picked me up every day when I, my roommate wasn't here. Uh, I mean, he's just, you know, a really relaxed guy, good vibes, and, I mean, just a good dude to hang out with. Let's go, and, I mean, who can't? Who couldn't like Joe? Yeah. I mean, he's one of the nicest human beings ever. He's always smiling, too. Yeah. Just everything. He swings and fouls on right back. Very dynamic play overall. We talked about yeah. the way he can swing sometimes. I mean, at that home run yesterday. Yeah, that was insane. Late in the game, you guys were losing. That probably still fired you guys up I, a little bit, though, Yeah, right? I mean, how can you not be excited for some, something like that? Pretty sure it cleared the uh, batting cages. I think it was. That was about, I want to say, 4.06 yesterday. I'll double check as Oyama takes a ball to make it 3-2. and two. So his home run yesterday, 4.09. Second longest home run hit this year. Uh, C.J. Yeah, Horn had the one off the, the flagpole in yeah, center. That was I pretty remember, cool. Yeah, that one was awesome because it rang the flagpole. But yeah, a grand slam too. <laughs> so the 3-2 pitch coming to Oyama. Right-hander kicks and fires to him and misses high for ball four. Second walk. Drawn by Joey Chiro tonight. It was funny, Mason. I, I remember a couple days ago until I think it was the home run on. We didn't hit one. Well, was there one Tuesday? I'm trying to remember now. I don't think we hit a home run Tuesday. No, yeah. Ponce oh, hit the one. Oh, yeah, That's Ponce, right. the oppo. Yeah, so Brandon Ponce hit the home run that day. Prior to that, the Apple Sox had more grand slams than, ho than solo home runs this year. Hey, solo some solo home runs are selfish. <laughs> <laughs> You're not playing anyone besides yourself, exactly. Matt Allback steps in, he takes ball one. So you you've been here for a month. 
You played in the Northwoods League in 2020, which first off, you know, kudos to you for getting over there because yes, that was about the only big league that was going yeah, that it was summer. Yeah, a crazy time because, I mean, when we got there, they even told us how many leagues were closed. 1-0 coming to haul back. Runner at first. He takes off. Swing and a miss for a strike. It's 1-1, but Oyama slides into second base safely and picks up the stolen base. Oyama moves into scoring position with his 13th steal of the season, and he's into scoring position. What was that like? Were they, like, telling you guys all summer in 2020, like, hey, at any point in time this could end? Or, yeah. So were you guys just pitching with a little extra motivation because of that? Definitely. I mean, it didn't seem like it was going to get shut down mm -hmm. just because, you know, we got all the guys out there. But it seemed like every day, you know, the restrictions got harder. Yeah. And then they, you know, kept watching us and making sure we weren't going out and all that stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah, I imagine that was limited a little bit more. We, we heard about stories of the, the bubbles for the NBA, MLB, yeah. NFL, and everyone else. Like, Were you guys limited on what you could and couldn't do? For the most part. I mean, our coaches were pretty relaxed as long as we were you know, being responsible and not doing anything stupid. They didn't really care. Played with the Mandan Flickertails. Great yes, name, sir. by the way. Yeah. I, I imagine that one in your book probably a little bit higher than Apple Sox. Uh, just a uh, little bit. Apple Sox is pretty cool, too. I like it. <laughs> There's a soft liner hey. over the outstretched reef of the shortstop Montreza. It's a base hit for Hallback, his second of the game. Oyama stops at third. He had to watch that ball. And back-to-back -back hitters have reached base for Wenanshi to open up the bottom of the sixth inning. So, yeah, you just only play for teams with weird names, right? Yeah. We've got the Weevils. we got the Apple Sox. we got the Flicker Tails. What, what are you going with next for your encore? <laughs> with the pro I don't know level. what could get much weirder than those three. Yeah. A little outside the box. For but. sure. Tell me some more about that summer, though, in the Northwoods. Um, what, when you think back to that year, what's one moment that really sticks out to you and that's part of probably the image you think of when you remember that summer? Uh, I would just say the times I had in the bullpen. I mean, there was a lot of – really talented guys on my team that year and I learned a lot I learned a lot of you know mental lessons that I still hold with my like how I go about my game um just stuff like that uh not so much the game up there just the stuff that I learned toss over to first and back sliding in Matt Hallback runners at first and third Ivar Arquette at the plate Tell me a little bit about what that's like. You know, in the summer ball, it's different. You're, you know, your coaches are coaching every single day, but they're not your full-time coaches. You are at, you know, the disposal pretty much uh, of Arkansas Monticello. Not, not disposal, you know what I mean. Like right, What they say right. is what you do right. in the summer is my right. point. As it's 0-2 to Arquette. So what they do is more important, so to speak, than what you get from the summer coaches. So what's that like with these guys? Is it kind of like a – Here's some advice, take it or leave it kind of thing? Or is it kind of, are you trying to learn as much as possible from them because it's a different voice and it changes things up? Right. Uh, growing up, I, always was, or I was always taught that to be an open book on the field because you never know what you might learn. It, you might not take away the whole uh, image of what they're trying to teach you, but you could take a small proportion of that and, you know, learn on from that. Chatting with Mason, Philly, Applesox, Southpaw, pitcher opening day starter back on June 3rd down at Bend and back in the kind of in the closers role right now for the team still waiting for that first official save by the way Mason. me too it's gonna be <laughs> awesome as our our gets guys went out to right field Lewis is in position he makes the grab oh yeah no he dropped the ball he dropped it he looked like he had it was starting to bring it down but lost it in the midst of that transition 
and it's an error in right field to bring another run across for the Apple Sox. Oyama will score. Hallback has to dash over to second base, and Arcand aboard for the fourth time in this game. And another run across as the Apple Sox add to their lead. It's six to nothing. So we're chatting with Mason Philly here, and <laughs> feels like everything's dropping this way tonight for you, for the good guys. But good night. yeah, good stuff so far. I talked about you know we, we've been hyping you up a lot. He's the new closer for, for the Apple Sox. Uh, we gotta get you a save situation at some point here. The Apple Sox have three saves this year, but all of them are because the last man on the mound just met the criteria of the I toss the final three innings. So. Right. Uh, what would that mean for you if you were coming in, like, let's say this weekend, how about that? Right. Saturday night is fireworks night, biggest crowd of the summer at home, and what what if you get the call on the ninth in like a one-run ball game? How much would that fire you up, just picturing that now? Oh, it it fired me up to the max. I think I would, you know, compete harder than I've ever competed, and, you know, hopefully I go out there and shut it down. Do you want the ball in – situations where you know like it's a huge crowd you guys played in front of oh, some yeah. big ones on the road do you want the ball then i love having a stadium full i mean if i'm nervous so is the hitter so is everybody else so i mean we're all human so let's just play baseball take me through uh, a couple tuesdays ago in victoria um <laughs> where do we start <laughs> you you enter in the eighth inning in a tie ball game or who knows puts down a bunt successfully but it's fouled away third base side one on one the count to the Apple Sox second baseman. Runners at first and second. One run across. Wenatchee leading six to nothing. And Orahudo's coming back up here in a moment for the at-bat with one ball and one strike on Mason, tell me, though, uh, about that game. You enter in the eighth, and that was kind of your first, like, high-pressure late-inning right. situation. You've right. had a few games earlier on where you come in, here's a big spot, get the outs. This one was we're tied keep it tight it's been a heck of a day let's get the win tonight right uh going into it I mean I felt like my coaching staff had a lot of trust in me so I mean that felt great to come into a tight game like that and to feel like they knew I was going to get the job done uh, I mean maybe that's just how I think but that's what I felt remind me what the um when it was because you originally you were set up to start this past Sunday right were you scratched that day like on the ride up or was it the day before I can't remember uh, actually, I mean, I might have been scratched in the coach's uh, paper, but. Base hit the center field as Steeles fires over toward third base. It is in time. A ball that dropped in front of the Kelowna center fielder, so a base hit for Orohudos. Hallback had to hold it second and wait and see. Heads into third base. Ball drops in, steals, fires a strong ball over that drew the third baseman Ibarra a bit off the bag, comes back down to earth, and gets a piece of the bag to retire Hallback. So one down in the inning. Mitch Darlington a little fired up on that one. Let's talk about your head coach. Uh, we can't talk about that game last Tuesday without mentioning him. Mitch was tossed in the third inning. Frankly, I, I didn't know that the moment he got out there he was going to be tossed, but the moment he got to home plate and started arguing the call, I, as soon as I saw his body language, I thought whether he realizes it or planned or not, he's coming out of this game. Yeah. What's it like playing for a guy like that who probably has about as much energy as you do, let's be I honest? I mean, in those situations, like, Coach knew we needed kind of to be fired up. He didn't want to get tossed. He kind of just wanted to create some ruckus. Stuka hits a ball to left field, but on the run it's caught by Edwards. We'll continue, though. <laughs> and uh, so he ended up getting tossed, and 
fired us fired us up enough to get the win that night, so I guess it was worth it. Yeah, it worked <laughs> out. Now, because he got tossed, uh, the next day starting pitcher Quincy Vassar kind of took over as a de facto uh, first base coach, pitching coach. You told me after that game he was kind of pumping you up oh, in the yeah. bullpen. Explain that to fans oh, yeah. what Quincy was doing that night. Quincy was loving the situation. I really think he thought he was the coach. It was funny. I mean, I liked it, though. I mean, you need a guy like that on the team. What were his message, messages to you late in the ball game, talking to you pitcher to pitcher? Uh, I think the last inning I was walking out to the mound, and he was walking back kind of after the inning, and I don't remember what he said. It was something like consistency or something like that, and I almost laughed, and I was like, all right, let's just lock in. Tossed two, two perfect innings before that, and something like that's enough, though, right? That's, yeah. That's funny. First pitch is in there for strike one to Cole Miller. Two down, runners at first and second for Wenatchee. They lead six to nothing in the sixth inning. Mason Philly joining us. And that was the, that was a huge win. I felt like that was a turning point. Talking over a week later here, you guys you won four of six on the road trip. Five of the last, what, seven now right now, heading into this one. So we got a foul tip. Five games in the last week. Chance to pick up a third consecutive series victory uh, when you look back at that game now, almost a week and a half ago, how, how do you see it now? It was a long day, but you guys got the job done. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a long day, and I felt like that game kind of decided the factor of how we were going to look at our weekend and or that week and the weekend series coming up. Um, so I'm glad we got the win because that kind of changed our mind on the whole series. Yeah, no, that certainly helped out. Did you feel like you guys brought any extra juice coming back home? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we came back home, we thought we should have been higher in the standings. And then after the first one, we moved up a little bit. And then last night, we got bumped back down. So we kind of feel like uh, tonight we need to show them why we should be moved up. A 1-2 misses high. Two balls and two strikes to Cole Miller. You guys were in fourth place going into last night's ball game. You're in sixth place right now. Yet even then, you're only two and a half games out of being in third place. So right. it's kind of hectic. Do you look at the standings at all over the course of the summer? Or is it kind of, you know, they'll take care of themselves. I just got to do what I have to do. Uh, yeah, I look at it. I mean, it doesn't really affect how I play. I mean, you got to go out there and win every game you play. So I just kind of like to see where we stand. It helps when they're posted right next yeah, to, to right your locker room, I, I guess, <laughs> right? That, that, maybe that helps a little bit down the third base side here at home. Two balls and two strikes. Pitch coming to Cole Miller. He swings and fouls it right back. What's it been like pitching in front of this home crowd? I feel like in a month here, boy, these people start to almost adopt you guys. They love to. <laughs> right. They get more attached to you the more they see you. What's it meant playing here in Wenatchee? Uh, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, the last time I came out to pitch, I could hear people saying my name, and it, it just kind of made me feel, like, special to the organization. Two and two still the count to Cole Miller. Xander Orhudos at first, Iva Arquette at second. The pitch is swung on and laced toward the shortstop, Montreza, who dives to keep it on the infield, cannot get it out, tries to flip over to third to get Arquette, but he gets back to the bag in time. An infield single by Cole Miller will extend this sixth inning. Base is loaded for Wenatchee with two outs, one run across so far, and Andrew Haight coming up to the plate. We saw a great throw from Haight last inning to catch a runner stealing. 
you've worked with him a little bit, uh, a little bit with Ezra Sam Perry, but for the most part, it's been C.J. Horn who's been your catcher. Right. Uh, what's it been like with these three guys for you? How comfortable are you starting to feel with each of them? Uh, these guys have been great. Uh, they really work hard behind the dish, making sure they block every ball they can. Always have positive attitudes when you're struggling. Uh, and, I mean, they all, all three of them swing it well. So, I mean, it's always a plus to have a catcher that has both tools. Oh, that's been tremendous. I mean, these guys have – each summer when you get a catcher, it's, hey, he swings at the first pitch and pops it foul out of play. I think each summer when you get a catcher in summer ball, just as an organization, you're hoping, boy, can just one of these guys be really good and just everyone be solid defensively. But all three of these guys have some pop. Yeah, and they're all great behind the dish. Owen won the count to Andrew Haight. He has singled and walked in this ball game. Cole Miller off of first. Xander Orhudos at second. Iva Arquette at third. Wenatchee batting. The 0-1 is just a bit high. To move the count to one ball and one strike. Six to nothing, Apple Sox. Mason Philly joining us in the broadcast booth. So fireworks night coming up Saturday. Two days away. I've heard it's one of the best fireworks you can see around. It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. My first year here, 2018, we had over 2,000 people for that. Ooh. Swing and a miss by hate. And it's, compared to what we had this weekend in Edmonton, it's a far cry. But for this town, that's huge. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, is that something, I don't know I don't know how much you guys have thought about that. You heard stuff. Is that something you're kind of looking forward to? Oh, yeah, days? for sure. For sure. I, I mean, when I was in the Northwoods, they had a fireworks show, and it was awesome. I mean, I think we stayed at the field an extra hour and a half just to watch all of the fireworks go off. Might need to stay anyway on Saturday just because of the traffic afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> true. That is true. <laughs> the one-two popped away. Foul by Hate keeps the count. One ball and two strikes. Two down bases loaded for the Sox here in the sixth inning. Mason Philly joining us here on the Apple Sox radio network. And Mason, it feels like the the mood of the team really strong today. Helped probably getting some runs in that second inning. Uh, how does that help you guys? Just everyone else who's on the bench, when you can get a few runs, have a couple of big innings early. Right. Uh, I mean, it definitely helps. I mean, when it feels like we're struggling and we can't get a uh, run in, it feels like all the energy in the dugout's kind of taken away or it's negative. And when some guys step up and make some big plays, it obviously brightens the mood a little bit. Just makes it a lot easier when you're playing every right, day, right? Right, yeah, Absolutely. Well, Mason, thank you for joining us here for the last two innings. We'll have you up here again soon after another win. Yes, sir. Thank you. That'll do it for this latest edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Wadanchi is back in action on Tuesday night to take on the Kelowna Falcons with a 6.35 p.m. game. It's the first game of a six-game road trip north of the border. So the Apple Sox were on the road for six north of the border, came home and played six at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium, and then hit the road once again to play six games in Canada. Three games with the Kelowna Falcons at Elk Stadium. After that, the Apple Sox travel to Nanaimo to play three games there for their first ever games against the Night Owls. You can catch all the action by listening live at kcsyfm.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Joel Norman, and this is the Apple Sox Podcast.